I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games. But I hope he does. I used to hope he'd find happiness again. Now I hope our marriage makes it. I hope Grandpa will get help. He thinks it's too late, but it's not. With everything that he's going through, I hope he sees a counselor. I just want my brother back. I hoped he'd get help. Stop hoping things would get better on their own. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Matty Huda, how are you? Again, I'm doing great. Just yeah. Settling in for my fun <laughs> ride over. How about that ride in? Are you ready to talk to the graph here in a little bit? Well, um, as always. As always, we'll talk to the graph. This segment, Ralph Marlboro, he uh, he wrote an interesting column today for Channel Four TV, in which he he's going to suggest how to watch a Saints game in a boring offense, but yet he's going to make it fun. So I'm very interested to see how that's going to go. Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day! I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more that what that candle So I want to know because you're going to get to see Tay Samuel as quarterback here, right, for the rest of the season. If he's healthy. Maddie, when you heard about the dry needling, have you ever undergone dry needling? No. No. I don't did, you like hear Sean, did you hear Sean Payton describe Was this for dry needling? The foot? Yes. I, I, I didn't, of, yeah. and, I, and I'm not sure I need to. But. Where's the wisdom? Now, you're a soccer player, right? So you're an athlete. Did yeah, my, my coach tried to pop my blood blister with his keys once. That was as close as I got what? to dry needling. <laughs> That's that's probably not. I I didn't yeah. know it. Okay, <laughs> not a chance. With his car keys? Uh huh. Not awesome. I'm... So I could finish sprints. Fair enough. Well, it's a little tetanus. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Now, Todd Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. He uh he pitched. He he's an athlete as well from back in the day. Todd, Maddie had a coach want to pop a blister with a key. Have you ever had a coach? Back in the day, try to perform Dr. Frankenstein top type uh, aid to you. No, I can't say I have, Goose. Uh, <laughs> kind of avoided that one. So uh, props to uh, all the former coaches of myself. But no, I have not had the uh, blood blister, teeth on pleasure or anything like that. Sean Fox just is still listening in text. Oh, said, guy, by the way. Thank you, Sean. Oh, there you that's, go. Uh, see? That's my number one fan. That, that's probably the only reason he's still listening. He just wanted to see if you were going to give him a shout-out or not. That's, he's that kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Big he time said, props. Checks in the mail. He said that uh, he's had dry kneeling in his shoulder before. Craziest feeling ever. I played that bite earlier. Did you hear it, Todd? Sean Payton describing yesterday what the – I did. Can't feel good. That, five that, needles. <laughs> when you walk into the training room, Maddie, and the trainer says, here's a towel, and he thinks it's like, you know, to prop your head. And he goes, no, you're going to have to bite on it. That's that's uh, that's an ouchie. That's football. That's football. Todd, the Pelicans, they've won three of the last four. I asked Sean. I asked Scott. I talked about it yesterday in the show. I'm not ready to say turn the page. But I am ready to say that maybe they're starting to turn things around to where we can eventually say we've turned the page. Are they playing better basketball, or is it just dumb luck that they've won three or four? Todd, you've called the games. Well, what do you say? Well, they're playing better basketball, Gus, unequivocally. Um, no, no question about it. And you think about the two wins that they had on that road trip in Utah, which is a very difficult place to play. And then, of course, Monday night in L.A., 
against that Clippers team to wrap up the road trip at two and one. You know, it it, it wasn't a fluke. They they outplayed those teams without question uh, in the two wins. Matter of fact, you know the Devonte Graham shot. You talked about it earlier about how big that win was. It really never should have come down to that shot because uh, the Pels had defended Utah so well. Uh, but I, it, it's funny. I look back after the game on Monday and Daniel and I were talking on the air on the post game and we might look back on that Devonte Graham shot as maybe the turning point in the season uh, when it's all said and done when it really is because if if we would have lost that game Gus that would have been devastating the way that we played uh, in that building hostile environment and, and you know to be leading by six with two and a half minutes to go and and then all of a sudden you're trailing by two um, you know, with with 30 seconds left, uh, I don't know if you if you're able to come back from that. But that shot was so big, and the momentum really carried over through. Uh, you know, the next night was a, was a little bit iffy because you knew you were going to get Utah's best shot, which you did. They hit 23s, but just to come back from that and then just completely outplay the Clippers from opening tip to to the final buzzer was was just awesome and and definitely. Um, a great way to end the road trip. And, you know, now you got yourself into a situation, Gus, you started out one in 12 in the season and you're five and five in your last 10. So there definitely is an upward kick. And it's just, now you're, you know, you go to shoot around today and you're thinking, all right, let's, you know, let's go. Let's see what this team's got tonight against the Dallas Mavericks team has really been a thorn in our side the last couple of years, especially with the, number 77 running the point well uh graph you brought up before and it reminded me of the pelicans bad ending segment we had uh last season <laughs> if you will where we yeah. went over all of those leads that they blew in the last <laughs> couple deep. of minutes uh a yeah. lot of that was shooting but a lot of that was really an inability to play defense which has been very very uh different this season with my favorite player probably in the nba uh Currently of all time, Herb Jones, who uh, all time, I believe he started and played the entire first quarter of the last game. Is that correct? Yes, Maddie. As a matter of fact, that is starting to become a bit of a trend for Herb uh, since he has gone back into the starting lineup as a regular. And that's just something that Willie Green has done. And you don't see rookies playing entire quarters right out of the gate. And that's what Herb Jones is doing because his impact defensively is so stout and the numbers bear it out when he is on the floor. And this is going back to, you know, his first game, Maddie and Gus. Um, when, when Herb Jones is on the floor, the Pels are a top three defensive rating team. When he is not on the floor, they're basically last in wow. the NBA. <laughs> wow. And, and, and no, I mean, you're going from a 104 rating, which is really, really good to about a 114 rate. So that's how much of an impact that he has. And you look at the numbers as far as all rookies. He is first in steals. He is first in deflections. He is first in blocks. Uh, Oh, by the way, he did score 16 points against the Clippers. He's starting to get a little more aggressive on the offensive end, um, taking it to the hole. If this guy starts averaging – you know, upwards of eight, nine, ten points a game. My heaven, he is going to be the biggest steal in the history of the NBA draft. Um, but you know, right now he is he is a defensive menace, and <laughs> he is just someone who has become invaluable to this team. And the good news is he's only going to get better. And when he when he really starts to figure things out, but the crazy thing is, it looks like he has figured things out because his basketball IQ is so high. Coffee, left corner, Paul George, who has 17 in the first half, lost it, steal Herb Jones. Herb, racing into the front court, going to take on the entire team and lays it in. <laughs> I mean, like, but a play like All that, Todd, I mean, back. dude, a play, yeah, a play like that is incredible. All right, so obviously the other story of that game was Valanchunas backing down Zubats back. Actually, it's this one. The, our bench is up. I mean, they're up. Ingram feeds to Jonas. Left to the top. Three on the way. <laughs> seven for seven. <laughs> Lucky number seven. Salerson's giggles are the best. Well, <laughs> I, I just, you, you got to understand. Yeah. We literally 
could not believe what we were watching. Yeah. And it, and is that point? I mean, he he had his first three, and you're like, all right, beat Jack. Way to go, Jonas. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> great start to this game. Who right. knew he was going to hit his next four? But when you start getting in the five for five, six for six, seven for seven range, I mean, that's Steph Curry stuff. That's Reggie mm-hmm. Miller. Mm-hmm. Not not a seven foot Lithuanian. I mean, that just <laughs> it doesn't happen. So yeah, we were in literal disbelief. And again, Daniel just, I mean, if I didn't have to start calling the game and calling the shot, I probably would have started laughing too because it was that nuts. But I got to say, Gus, when we got on the bus after that game and we were just sitting there waiting to go back to the hotel, you know, myself, Daniel, Joel Myers, Antonio Daniels, we're just sitting on the bus going, man, was that fun. That was fun because as close as it got in the third quarter Mm -hmm. and the Clippers cut it to eight, it was not that close. The Pelicans dominated that game from beginning to end. And the thing that was so frustrating that third quarter, we had a 15-point halftime lead and it got whittled down to eight. The Pels were turning the Clippers over possession after possession after possession, and we weren't getting any points off the turnovers. Right. And, you know, Paul George turned into Paul George and just sure. started draining threes and cut it to single digits. And this is a shot that is that went completely lost in that game. Garrett Temple made a three-pointer at the buzzer in the third quarter to keep it from going to from a single-digit lead and to start the fourth to a double-digit lead. And no one's going to remember that shot, but we certainly did uh, that night. And uh, it's just, you know, it was a lot of fun. And you just hope that you can take that momentum and go into the game tonight. Because, look, you got back-to-back, basically, yeah. with a day in between now against the Dallas Mavericks, who are in your division. And as I mentioned earlier, they've just been a real thorn uh, in your side, when, uh, especially since Luka Doncic has come into the league. Well, that's where I was going to go next. And they have been. So I'm interested in, and I and I said this last hour. I was going to ask you: Do I stick Herb Jones on Luca? That's a great question. Um, here's the deal: They got beaten. I'm talking about Dallas a couple of days ago by the Cleveland Cavaliers in Dallas, and Luca, who won, by the way got his second triple double of the year in that game, he went off in the first half. I mean, he was making everything. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, they put, uh, Cleveland put big guys out on the perimeter to basically bum rush Luka Doncic. And they just put a couple of bigs on him, uh, and he mm-hmm. had all kind of problems uh, with that. Now, Cleveland can do that because they've got big men that can get out on the perimeter. I don't know if you've got quite that here in New Orleans to do that to Luka because he's got other options. Um, I would not be surprised to see Herb on him at some point in this game. I just don't know if you can actually just stick him out there one-on-one and say, all right, go guard him all night long, because they're just such a big-time screen uh, team, especially when Luka goes off the ball. He's going to screen somebody and get it for a pick-and-pop or he can drive. So I wouldn't be surprised, just really getting to answer your question, Gus, just to see him a little bit on him, but – you know, Jalen Brunson has really, really come on for them. And, you know, every year in the league, you see someone who has been solid early in his career, and then the light turns on. Well, last year, that was Mikhail Bridges for the Phoenix Suns. I mean, he just completely upped his game from the year before to last year. This year, it's Jalen Brunson. And, you know, coincidentally or not, both are out of Villanova, uh, who, you know, they continue to crank great player after great player out mm-hmm. uh, into the NBA. But, boy, Jalen Brunson, I mean, he worked us over in that game on November 8th in Dallas. I mean, he was making mid-range. He was making threes. He was rebounding. He was assisting. He was doing it all. And it just he is at the point now in his young career, but he has played enough where he is very comfortable in that Dallas offense, and that's really become an X factor for them, especially, you know, Christoph Porzingis, who <laughs> – another guy that's given us a world of trouble uh, in, in the games against the Mavericks since he has come over to Dallas. He is questionable tonight with an ankle injury. He turned mm-hmm. it in the second half of that Cleveland game. So if Porzingis doesn't play tonight, uh, I would 
Tennessee, I would think that they're going to lean a little bit more heavily on Brunson, who has just been really, really good for them this year. Hopefully Porzingis went to uh, Bourbon Street last night, Matty, to try to find a cure for the ankle injury. Ty Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. He'll have the call at 7 o'clock. Daniel Salison will get things started at 6.30. Go ahead. Daniel, I have to – I mean, Daniel. Uh, Gus, I'm already in a pregame mode. Um, I've got to mention something about Rudy Gobert. Uh, I heard you all talking about him in, in, in the last hour. And, look, I know Rudy Gobert is a great player and he's a three-time defensive player of the year. I'm just going to just tell you one thing about that Saturday game in Salt Lake City. By the way, we absolutely stuffed Gobert twice. Mm-hmm. He did not have one double-double in those two games. Uh, in the first game, we held him to nine points. In the second game, Gus, now Rudy Gobert has got a very – actually, it's a very impressive streak working. He is now at 54 consecutive games where he has shot 50% or better from the floor. That's an wow. NBA record. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very impressive. But I'm going to tell you this. On Saturday night, Gobert was one for three from the floor. He was shooting 33% in the third quarter. And Daniel and I are going, because by that time the game was over. I mean, they were up mm-hmm. by 40, uh, were the Jazz in that game. And we're saying, you know what? The streak might end tonight because, I mean, how long is Gobert going to be in the game? How long is Gobert going to be in the game? They left him in the game, Gus, with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and the game had long since ended. And I'm I'm saying on the air, why is Rudy Gobert in this ball game? You know why he's in? To finish that streak. Well, he got the ball, and we fouled him, so obviously the shot doesn't count. They kept him in, and at the eight-minute mark, they fed him down low. He dunked it. That made him two for four from the field, 50%. And literally, as soon as that happened, Quinn Snyder took him out of the game. They left him in in the game to extend that streak. An absolute and utter joke. It was an absolute joke. That's just not part of the game. That's absolutely not part of the game. So... That streak ended that night in my mind. I had to get that off my chest. I, it definitely seems like he had to, Matty. No doubt about it. Sean Fox like to thank you for mentioning his name from a true celebrity like you. Sir, enjoy the call tonight. By the way, I'll be in Dallas tomorrow night with the jersey on in a sports bar. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. Well, per Keyshawn oh. Johnson, you can help find Sean Payton a new place to live. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Good job, Key. Thank you, Todd. All right, thank you. Bye. There he goes. Ralph Marlboro next. Study ESPN New Orleans. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury? Or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today. 985-493-4501, the Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. 
The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. He um, joins us on Wednesdays. Maddie is in studio with me this time. I noticed there was her show on Wednesday last week. Ralph, did you enjoy that? I did. I, you know, me and Maddie are for chaos, but now yep. that the chaos season is over, now it's just like a lot of sadness mm. with the Saints. It was fun. Like, I think, Maddie, we peaked like chaos season. It peaked. <laughs> I like, think we right peaked. When we manifested <laughs> the Ingram trade, and then it's been slowly, it was slowly downhill, then rapidly downhill. Well, I know both of y'all love this then. Uh, it, it does look like every indication it will be and should be, right? Take some time from here on out. I mean, I guess so, but here's the thing, like, who's Taysom, who's going to, who's going to, who's going to throw to, who's going to block for him? Like Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram. I have a feeling, you know, what would be the most Taysom thing ever to Thursday tomorrow is Taysom is awesome. Deontay Harris catches like six for 150. Saints are six and six. And then the NFL drops the three game suspension on Deontay Harris. At go. like nine oh one a.m. Friday morning, like that would be the most twenty twenty one Saints thing ever. Like just as we're enjoying the Dallas Cow, the win over the Dallas Cowboys, Stephen A. is just about to get on first take and just roast the Cowboys. The suspension drop kills all our fun. Mm-hmm. I I mean it's. Not something I want to manifest particularly, but it's hard to yeah, why see are you talking about it, any, any way around that. Uh, but I, I don't know. I actually have been backing Traquan Smith a little more recently than, you know, my uh, sanity perhaps might otherwise suggest. But he's made some contested catches. And, and for me, like, again, what stuck out with Taysom when he's been in a couple times was his chemistry with those guys like Smith and Harris. So I'm just hoping that that extra – level of familiarity that Hill's gotten, like, literally throwing to these guys for three years now, because, I mean, Traquan Smith's certainly been there longer than Taysom has. Uh, Hopefully that gets something going, but, I mean, if Taysom's foot is okay, I really just hope hope he takes off and runs, like we wanted to see the first time. Yeah, I think kind of like the the, the Saints need to do sort of a uh, variation of the Eagles offense, which is kind of like the single wing where it's Jalen Hurts. It's just like, hey, man. Just one read, and if it's not his, it's run. Like, right. Like, that's the plan. The thing with Taysom, though, is I wonder, like, I know they'll I know they'll shoot up his foot and he'll, he'll be okay, but the funny thing with that is, you know, of course NFL Twitter hates Taysom, right? So if he does badly, they'll make fun of the Saints contract. But I have a theory that even if Taysom does well on Thursday and by some miracle the Saints win, I think NFL Twitter, they'll, they'll pivot from, the Taysom contract is bad to now the Taysom contract is worse because the Saints will have to pay him as a quarterback. So mm-hmm. I think NFL Twitter is going to be mad and make Taysom jokes either way. But if the, like, I feel like if the Saints, if they're only going to win like two more games the rest of the year, which is possible, let's be realistic with the injuries. I think, guys, I want one of them to be tomorrow because if they win tomorrow, you get to, we can be delusional for like 10 whole days, and they'll be back at the seventh seed. And we can talk ourselves into all these yes. glorious delusions about mm-hmm. how whatever happens Thursday that helps them win will be sustainable when it probably won't be. But it will just be a fun break because they'll have the extended layoff, and it, mm-hmm. it'll be so much fun. And even if they finish like 7 and 10 or whatever, like just be Dallas, and we can like have a good, fun 10 days because Lord knows we need it. A hundred percent. And Maddie, the other thing to what he mentioned too, you know what would happen Friday morning on first take and also on NFL get up and all of that. It's Mike McCarthy. It's time to fire him. The co- So yeah, not only do you get a win, Ralph, and put you back into the playoff picture, um, you know, with, with the Jets on deck, but yes, it, it's, <laughs> you, you also get to give 
pretty much McCarthy and the Cowboys, 10 days of ever-living heck, essentially, well, by the, the media. I have a theory, though. Wouldn't, if you're Mike McCarthy, like, wouldn't the most 2021 thing be the Cowboys look better without you? Like, if you're Mike McCarthy, kind of secretly, don't you want the Cowboys to look kind of terrible? Because if they look amazing without him, Jerry Jones is going to be like, why am I paying you? Like, I got the hotshot young offensive coordinator. I don't need you. Like, you you got the Rona. You're back in Dallas. You dropped 40 on the Saints. Like, doesn't secretly like Mike McCarthy. He, he wants Dallas to look, maybe they win, but, like, look a little shaky without him. So he can be like, when I get back, it's going to get better. So, as we're trying to make this whole uh, game a little funner uh, by, you know, making fun of the Cowboys, which is the easy one, uh, you have kind of put together what seems almost like a – Drinking game for yeah, uh, the like, remainder of the season in your latest column. It's kind of like a drinking game because I, you know, like you got to watch the face offense. Offense, man. I find that when your team is bad on offense, it's so much more depressing than when the defense was bad in 2014, 2015, 2016. And I know they had Drew Brees, but at least with good offense, you like we can score. It's fun to watch, and and, and with defense, you don't need to sustain good plays, right? You just need to be like, you just fall backwards into a turnover, luck into some turnovers. Remember Pierre Warren had the two interceptions on Monday night in 2014, and we're like, oh, that means the defense is turning the corner. But with offense, you have to sustain good plays after good plays, and the Saints can't, can't do it. So we have to try to make it fun. So I thought of it like we need to celebrate like routine offensive plays like their touchdowns. So here's what we do. You celebrate a first down. Uh, you celebrate a field goal. Like a touchdown, you celebrate. You celebrate. A first, I will at this first, point. You, you celebrate. <laughs> so you celebrate a, a first down and a field goal, uh, like a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You celebrate a touchdown, oh. like it's Mardi Gras. So if the Saints manage to score before garbage time, second line through your house. Maybe throw your pet some bees. If you got a kid, <laughs> throw in some bees. Like yes. get wild, get nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean. Because, listen, the Saints, if they score against us, if they score 10 points on offense, I'll be, like, really surprised. I mean, this offense, it's bad. And here's the thing, Gus. Like, you know, people criticize Sean Payton and that's there maybe for roster construction. But, like, what plays are you going to run? I mean, Maddie was just talking about how she likes Traquan. But do you, you feel so good about Traquan, you're like it's third and eight. We need a big play. Let's run some. Let's run something special for Traquan. You know, I just like the Saints don't have any any playmakers, so it right. just it just feels at time like it. It's felt the last two weeks as, as bleak as it's ever felt for me. Maybe this century. Like I never felt this bleak about offense, even under Hazard. I mean, maybe the Katrina year, but we pretend that never happened. So I mean, this is this is dark time. Well, who's blocking Micah Parsons? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a legit question. And Maddie digs pretty good <laughs> as well in that second day. Like, I, I've just I've come to terms. Diggs will get a pick. Parsons is going to, you know, sack fumble. It's going to happen. Can they overcome that, though, Ralph? That Because that's happening, one way, shape, or form. Right? I, mean, I mean, I think you got to, like, I think you got to, like, roll. I think you got to get, get Taysom on the move. I think you got to. If you're the, the thing is that's so frustrating with the Saints is, is you looked at that Buffalo game, I felt there were a couple of plays like Buffalo was going to take the handoff from Trevor Sibby, right? <laughs> like they were in the backfield, like just killing people. And I don't know, like if Mark Ingram's going to find any room or if, if Alan Kamara plays, if he'll get any room. I just, this offense is so, it's so inept right now. I, I would say we need maximum shenanigans in this game. I, I would say the only way the Saints can win, they need, like, Dallas to play off. We need Dallas to have the COVID chaos that the Saints had mm-hmm. in Carolina. But the thing is with Dallas, like, most of their – I mean, Mike McCarthy's gone, but most of their coaches and stuff are gone as, like, strength coaches and stuff. So I don't know that it will um, – It's Dan Quinn coaching. You just got to garner that That is true. That, that is true. Yeah, you're facing well, the Well, the good thing is if, if the Saints fall tw- down 28-3 to – <laughs> We can break out our 28-3 to three jokes and say we got them right where we want them. So we have that in the chamber ready to go if it gets really sad in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a built-in uh, safety blanket for yeah, a really like, bad you know, score. Break, break, break glass in case of, uh, in case of uh, football atrocities. 
right? Um, but I just, like, I look at this game, and I, I just don't know what the Saints can do. The only, the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is mm-hmm. I, I think last week they yeah, couldn't practice at all, right? It was a short week. This week it's a Thursday game, but they've had a full week. So maybe Sean Payton can cook something up early. Like, that's my – like, I don't think the Saints will be able to make adjustments in-game and figure it out. Like, my thing, if the Saints offense isn't cooking in the first, like, two or three possessions, it isn't going to happen. Like, to me, if the Saints win this game, what will happen is they will come out and they will have a brilliant scripted drive or two for Taysom, and we'll be like, oh, my God, Taysom looks amazing if his – if his foot had been right, we would be winning more games. And, like, the Saints will get upset. They'll score seven or ten. And then Dallas will be like, okay, you're running this little gimmick. And maybe they adjust to it and it slows down maybe to a crawl or, or, or Dallas tightens up. But I just don't see the Saints with their personnel, like, being able to go, okay, Dallas is doing this. We're going to adjust to this, mm-hmm. especially on offense. So if the Saints don't start out really well against Dallas, I don't see it getting better as the game goes away. Well, it's, it's a way to watch it, that's for sure. Thank you, Ralph. Appreciate it as always. That Saints forecast and of course, WBLTV.com to go check out how to watch a Saints game on offense and enjoy yourself. Thank you. Alright. There he goes. <laughs> Maddie and I will talk a little bit more about Taysom, but what kind of offense can we yeah. legitimately, honestly expect since he's coming off of that injury or really dealing with the injury? It's not done. He's not healed. So let's talk a little bit about that. I see Jimmy on the line. Round line three is ringing, so we'll talk. Sports Hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. Chef John Foles for Camellia Bay. The recipe for success starts with good people. The folks developing Camellia Bay, I've known them for 15 years, and they're good people who are generous and always giving back. Donating over $90 million to local charities. In just days after Hurricane Ida, they stepped up and led a million-dollar effort so North Shore families could have water, ice, and hot meals. They care, and they show it. Vote yes on Camellia Bay. Paid for by North Shore Winds. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. Revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back. And we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Within days of Hurricane Ida making landfall, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacies were up and running, providing vital medication to our patients and visitors. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding you the lowest cost available on your medications. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let us review your options with you. Located in Rouse's Supermarket on Highway 3235 in La Rose or at the Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff, we treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Now let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. All right, Maddie and I are going to break down a little bit as to what maybe we will see different and how defenses react. Taysom Hill being quarterback specifically. So we'll get to that in a quick second. Jeff, I see you're on hold. Jimmy, both of you guys give me about 60, 90 seconds or so so I can get to Maddie's uh, opinions on this. Jimmy, what do you got? Hey, I'll make it real quick. Um, just um, dealing with this uh, Dallas takeover of downtown. You know, you got the Mavericks in town tonight. That is oh, You got wow. Jerry yeah, Jones. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones walking up and down Bourbon Street like a weekend at Bernie's. Uh, you got, uh, you know, I, look, I don't know what's going to happen. We got a lot of injuries. 
But, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to seeing Doncic tonight play the Pels. They won three out of four. As far as the game tomorrow, um, you know, I, I'm a big Taysom Hill fan. I, I, I hate when people say he's not a quarterback. I know he's very injury prone. I know that's the biggest issue with him, and, and I understand that. Can you invest in a guy who plays like he plays at the quarterback position? Um, but are, are we setting him up for a deep six in his career? Although he's going to get paid a lot with this new contract. But, you know, if he struggles with the, all these injuries across the roster, is it going to be his fault? Are people going to say, okay, well, he was what we thought he was. He's not a real quarterback. I mean, I think it's definitely going to be an upgrade over Simeon because um, just the offense was so vanilla with him. And, um, you know, I just hope this sparks us to, to win a game and stay in the playoff hunt. I um, want to get your take on that. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Um, again, I, I, for whatever reason, I I have confidence in the Saints tomorrow <laughs> just because I see some yeah. people coming in uh, and the- to do that. Yeah, I just the thing with Taysom, like I mean, again, it's what we what week are we in? I honestly don't know anymore. It's week twelve or thirteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Taysom at this point is, you know, I mean, technically would have been the second man up barring injuries. But again, this isn't an audition for QB of the future. I'm just kind of looking to win football yeah. games at this point, and really nothing past that. And I think that Taysom gives you the better chance to do that this season. Look, he said it yesterday that he's very aware of this is an opportunity. And it's an opportunity that he's, you know, excited to try to showcase and see what he can do. I, I think not having OTAs and all that stuff and, and then, you know, the competition. I, mean, I was going to say the he pressure helped is off. By the receiving court, which we now saw. <laughs> was it well, the difference him? was Winston elevated himself above no? the challenge. And as much as Winston sure. won it on merit, I think Hill lost it in his head. Mm-hmm. And you could just see him seeing ghosts in that Jaguars game. So I am curious to see kind of, you know, if the training wheels come off. He's not coming in as a four-game relief for Drew Brees. It's not that he was picked over Winston uh, even last year because mm-hmm. that was a question of people thinking that Winston should have gotten that four-game start. Uh, and, I, I, you know, when Simeon goes 0-4, it's pretty fair to say Taysom gets you know a full shot yeah. at this point at leading this team. Well, I mean, it is. So that's yeah, a different mentality, exactly. Then because from here on out, your offensive game plan and how you're going to build protect yeah. everything, it's all about how to help him from here on out. He's your quarterback. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and using your personnel in a way that fits hopefully a mobile quarterback sure. this time around. But that's the thing. Hopefully he's healthy because. What makes him special and unique is his ability to run. Yeah, well, the thing with your foot, though, is is you have to be able to plant your foot to throw a pass in the NFL. That, and so thing. if yeah. his foot's bothering him, I don't think we can really see much running Do we know if it's his running. left or right foot? I'm not sure. Yeah. Jeff, thanks for calling, man. What do you have? Hey, I was just going to mention that, you know, sometimes we as fans, we kind of overcomplicate things. Um, what do Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon all have in common outside of the fact that they're quarterbacks and they play for the Saints. What did it have in common? I honestly, they have Sean Payton as their head coach. They can run a uh, system. Well, Sean Payton, here it is. Sean Payton started them in front of Taysom Hill is the answer. And okay. well, not Drew, Sean but... Payton sees these guys in practice, knows what he's got, and I think saying, I mean, Maddie just mentioned Trevor Simeon's own four record as a starter. And that doesn't tell the whole story, does it? I mean, he came from behind against Atlanta only for the have the Falcons blow it. Something similar happened in Tennessee. Now, granted, he didn't look good against Philadelphia or Buffalo, but he's playing with a bunch of minor leaguers that can't catch and nobody wants to block for him. I mean, I feel like Saints fans are being really, really hard on this guy. And personally, I think, I think Sean Payton would start Ian Book in front of Taysom Hill if he could, but... You know, there's reasons that that's not happening. I just, I just, you know, I laugh every time Maddie comes on and just sings the Taysom Hill song because I'm like, man, what am I missing? Well, I mean, if he wanted to start Ian Book ahead of Taysom Hill, he could have started Ian Book ahead of Taysom Hill, and he could have signed him, you know, on the active roster for the last two weeks. Uh, I, I'm totally with you. It's not Trevor Simeon's fault, but uh, I mean, the the team is not working with the guy under center. Um, you know, the guys that he started, you said, you know, started over Taysom again. Yeah, there was a quarterback competition and Taysom lost it. That's how life goes. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, that really wasn't the time to be looking at Taysom Hill at, at that point, really, I, at least from my perspective. Uh, and I think, you know, Teddy, they were kind of seeing how he could run this team. Uh, Taysom always in the wings. And then they signed Taysom to a two-year deal and declared him the backup and let 
Teddy Bridgewater walk that year. Um, in terms of him being able to, you know, lead the team, and I guess, you know, me being on this, like, Taysom train, uh, you know, there are qualities that I think Simeon brought to the table, but I also think that's ignoring, you know, that he had really bad poor clock management in two halves uh, in the Titans game at the before the fir- uh, halftime uh, where he really just, you know, took two sacks that he shouldn't have taken. And, and then the third down pass he threw that was an incompletion. It was in the middle of the field. There were no timeouts left, no time to run the f- field goal unit on. Then the Eagles game, he, the- you know, throws really poor interceptions that are badly timed. And people still bring up Taysom Hill's interception from week four. So, yeah, I know I've been branded as the Taysom Hill fangirl, but I mean, when they've lost four straight, I don't think it's that outlandish to, you know, try who really would have gotten the start if he was healthy, as Peyton has said, pretty much, you know, over Simeon in the first place. Well, I would like to talk about, yeah, you're right. Travis Simeon didn't throw a pick six against Philadelphia. He also threw a very terrible interception against Buffalo, but that was in the fourth quarter, and they were already down by 25. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Trevor Simeon is not on the field when Buffalo scores all those touchdowns against the defense. You know, like like he's being blamed for a lot of things that aren't really his fault. And, you know, the the, the caller right before me said that he hates when people say Taysom Hill's not a true quarterback. Well, well, how many – how many more chances does Taysom Hill get? I mean, I know he went three and one as a starter, but you know, me and Gus could have beaten the Atlanta Falcons and the and the and the Denver Broncos had a wide receiver at quarterback. Then he turns around and loses to the Eagles, which was one of the worst teams in the league last year. And in that game, he puts up an interception and a fumble. I mean, I just I just feel I feel people are looking at Taysom Hill's three and one record with rose colored glasses and Simeon's zero and four record with I don't know something that's not quite as good looking. I guess. I look at it like this, Jeff, as I got to hit this break real quick. Um, thank you for the phone call. And I think, Maddie, it's, it's more of this how I look at, at this point. Cause when we talked at the beginning of the season, I was like, look, it's Winston. I think it's the better overall fit and all of that stuff and a little more advanced as the experience and everything. I think due to the lack of weapons, due to the lack of consistency, due to the lack of what you have on the line and stuff, his mobility, escapability, ability to run with the football is something that I think you need. When you don't have those other things, if that makes sense. In a perfect world, Sean Payton's offense is, you know, read what the defense is. It, it's built in in his plays to find a safety valve or take a shot. Like, if you're smart as a quarterback, there's going to be somebody that you can deliver the football to. And if you're accurate, it's going to be open and you're going to move the football. If you don't have that, you're you're seeing what you're seeing right now. I mean, you just are. And... That's the thing. If if he was healthy, we probably would have seen this earlier. I'm again. I'm pretty sure that's all but been yeah. said that that would have been the plan had he not been you know hurt so many times. But I will save you know my take on Simeon versus Hill for our final segment. Oh, we have you? our break, don't we? We do. Look at you, a professional already. <laughs> By the way, you're going to be joining us on Friday, aren't you? I will. So, uh, yeah, whatever happens tomorrow, please uh, feel free to call in. <laughs> yeah, it's I will all be here yours. All, Friday. all three hours. Yeah. All yours. As, uh, I'll be in Miami. Sporting over final segment. One Angry Midget is next on ESPN New Orleans. poker players know there's a difference at cash magic a big difference at your local cash magic casino you'll have fun playing the newest games while enjoying our fast and friendly vip service cash magic is my lucky place they really do make you feel like a vip it's time to have fun so let us make you feel right at home with our fast and friendly vip service Come feel the magic today at one of our nine Cash Magic casinos in Southeast Louisiana, including our two newest locations, Cash Magic Galliano and the Royal Flush in Homa, Louisiana's favorite place to play video poker, Cash Magic. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. 
Must be 21 or older. Valid ID required. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. On August 29th, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. Come on, citizen! What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Gus Kattengill, Matty Hudak. One Angry Midget joins us. How are you, One Angry Midget? I'm excellent. Um, first, I wanted to thank Maddie for allowing uh, her her guest host Gus Cantrell to be on the show today. I'm very appreciative. It, it is nice of her. It so is. Much. It is. Nice. In a giving mood. You know, I've been I've been a diehard Saints fan since 1980 when we went one and fifty. So I'm a little old, and so I know that bad football, particularly in the last 15, 16 years, is not something that the average Saints fan is is appreciative of, but I'm also a diehard Pelicans fan, and we've had a lot of bad basketball, and where we are right now is kind of in those doldrums. We're splitting hairs over our second, third quarterback, and we really can't win a lot of games with either one of them, if we're being honest. We hope we can, we think we can, but in the grand scheme of things, we really can't. And so, to me, I'm watching these games to see, you know, you know, what backup offensive lineman is going to shine since we're completely obliterated on the line? And, you know, what wide receiver is going to separate himself so he can be the third or fourth wide receiver once we actually get a legitimate wide receiver on this team? And so I just caution all Saints fans, especially the newer Saints fans who aren't familiar with really bad football, take a deep breath and try to find the silver lining in Mm -hmm. players that could be contributable or contribute, I should say, in the near future when we address a lot of these problems. Because with 14 members that contribute to your team missing, you're not going to win. And this year, this game gets a little bit better, but the chances of us, you know, surprising everyone is probably not that high. So take a deep breath, enjoy what it is, at least it's football, and, and kind of move on from there. That's all I got, Gus. Thank you, and Ingram. I just appreciate it so time and appreciate Maddie letting me uh, yeah, be a part of the show today. It was very reasonable. This message. just in 11 seconds ago, Amari Cooper listed as questionable for the game tomorrow, Maddie. Cedric Wilson ankle is out for the Saints game. Do not have any as to who's in, who's out for the Saints. But again, Ramchick going for limited to did not practice, probably not good. No Toronto Armstead, I would imagine that. I'm interested about Alvin Kamara. He was limited the last two days. Maddie, I almost feel like, you know what? I'll see you at the Jets. Give him the next ten days. Get, I just, I just, he's so important. Yeah. See what you can do this week. I. Well, I was gonna say you. when you're bringing up the injury report for the Cowboys, like it really doesn't really matter that much to me at this point. And I will agree with one angry midget on you know not having a, a grasp of you know pre Sean Payton and and Drew Brees football sure. for a lot of fans, and you know expecting them to make magic beans out of you know literally dirt pretty yeah. much at this point, but. Lost where I was going with that in the first place. Oh yeah, and with Kamara and everything. Well, it really, to me, it really depends on how the Saints view this game as a you know must win or or not, and whether or not Alvin Kamara is a, pee, a key piece of that puzzle. And and the thing with Taysom at quarterback, and this is really the only argument I've been making. You know, I'm not pretending that he's the next Steve Young. I think we can all say that that's not you know happened by now. And his mechanics were improved in training camp, but we haven't seen much en- enough of it in practice to know if that's something that's really improved. We didn't see enough of his legs in that last stretch. Mm-hmm. But what I saw, even when he was in for that brief stretch, and I believe the Falcons game, and that's a team that played a starting Taysom Hill twice last year and had all of the tape on how to prepare for a quarterback like them. And what I saw, and what you were asking earlier about who's going to guard Micah Parsons and what are you going to do with that midfield defense, well, if you have Mark Ingram and Taysom Hill out there, that makes those middle-of-the-field defenders kind of take pause and not necessarily when some, I think, um, who was making the joke earlier about the Bills basically handing the ball off to Simeon because they know that there's no yeah. mobility aspect with Tony Jones Jr. back from IR and, and Trevor Simeon under center and a poor O-line. But Look, it, to your point, 
watching that Eagles game, Maddie, and I think I even texted you that game. I'm like, that's the blueprint. A healthy Taysom Hill, that's the blueprint. I'm Sean Payton, and he's talked about this. And he, he looks at different schemes. Right. And Now, granted, they got seven points against the Giants last week, but they still rushed for over 200 yards. My, my thing is this. Right now, this team this year, I'm absolutely doing that. Well, I mean, goes- I'm absolutely doing that. I, I'm putting Kamara on one side. I'm putting Ingram on the other side. And Taysom, clap. Well, <laughs> that you're was- getting? When you watch Cam Jordan literally go, uh-oh, and, and Jalen Hurts goes right by you because he doesn't know who to get, the running back or quarterback, why not make another team decide that? Right. I remember I was going to say something. But yeah, I sorry to interrupt you. But that's my point. I mean, it's like. To me, it would just make sense to sort of. Do oh, that. with the Eagles game plan. Yeah. I was going to say, it's kind of the fundamentals of what, you know, the initial plan was with this team in the first place to start the season post breeze right. was run the ball, control the clock, and, you know, hopefully use some mobility in the backfield. We haven't really seen a- any of that. So I uh, really, the training wheels have to come off. They have to get creative and see, yeah, if, if some combination of those mobile, mobile guys in the backfield, and maybe that takes some pressure off these backup O-line members, but there needs to be some element, some X-factor in this offense, and and it's not Simeon's fault that they've gone 0-4, but he's mm-hmm. certainly not the X-factor that's going to provide them a winning formula for the rest of the season. And, and Hill, you know, it might not be his abilities as much as it is how defenses react to him, but you can't ignore that. Yeah, I, I just, again, they're at foot. I mean, it's not healthy. It's It's healthy enough to play. And I think they all see it to where it's you well. They six sat him games for two left. games, so right. It's six games left, and it, you got to go on. It's gonna have to. I mean, he said it himself. He's gonna have to manage the pain. It is what it is. You got six games. Let's see if you can Channel make a run the to the playoffs. And, and Maddie, something that I'm sure you'll touch on Friday, especially if the Saints do win. If Taysom Hill takes the Saints into the playoffs, I mean, they, I don't know who the quarterback is next year. Right? I mean, nobody knows that right I'm now. Not. Nobody's signed to do that right now other than him where he has the potential in terms of if he wins for the next six, like legitimately making plays in order to do that. I, it, it's going to be interesting. I still think you call Rodgers. I still think you look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Okay, I, I still do. So either way. Maddie, thank you again for filling in on Friday. I'm sure everyone will enjoy that yeah. much better anyway. <laughs> so thank you.